Hi, I'm Edwin. And I'm Andrew. Sound the battle cry. Two men, 15 minutes, eternal impact. Welcome to Text Talk. For the Lord, gird your armor on, stand firm, everyone. Rest Good morning, Andrew. Hey there, Edwin. How are you doing today? You know what? I'm doing pretty good. Just uh, kind of sitting here next to a microphone, got my Bible open. Mm. Actually, it's not my Bible, but I did pick it up off of a shelf nearby. Yes, you did. And I thought I might read some of it for us today. Which Bible is it? And this what would you is, like to this read? is the New Living Translation. And kind of keeping with our recent conversations, I thought I might read Psalm 80. There you go. That sounds like a good idea. Watch me read Psalm 81 and really throw you for a loop. <laughs> Don't do that. <laughs> I've got Psalm 80 here from the New Living Translation. For the choir director, a Psalm of Asaph, to be sung to the tune, Lilies of the Covenant. Please listen, O shepherd of Israel, you who lead Joseph's descendants like a flock. O God, enthroned above the cherubim, display your radiant glory to Ephraim, Benjamin, and Manasseh. Show us your mighty power. Come to rescue us. Turn us again to yourself, O God. Make your face shine down upon us. Only then will we be saved. O Lord God of heaven's armies, how long will you be angry with our prayers? You have fed us with sorrow and made us drink tears by the bucketful. You have made us the scorn of neighboring nations. Our enemies treat us as a joke. Turn us again to yourself, O God, of heaven's armies. Make your face shine down upon us. Only then will we be saved. You brought us from Egypt like a grapevine. You drove away the pagan nations and transplanted us into your land. You cleared the ground for us, and we took root and filled the land. Our shade covered the mountains. Our branches covered the mighty cedars. We spread our branches west to the Mediterranean Sea. Our shoots spread east to the Euphrates River. But now why have you broken down our walls so that all who pass by may steal our fruit? The wild boar from the forest devours it, and the wild animals feed on it. Come back, we beg you, O God of heaven's armies. Look down from heaven and see our plight. Take care of this grapevine that you yourself have planted, this sun you have raised for yourself. For we are chopped up and burned by our enemies. May they perish in the sight of your frown. Strengthen the man you love, the son of your choice. Then we will never abandon you again. Revive us so we can call on your name once more. Turn us again to yourself, O Lord God of heaven's armies. Make your face shine down upon us. Only then will we be saved. Only then will we be saved. If his face shines upon us, if his blessing is directed toward us. So I have been making a case that I think this psalm is likely written during the sliver of time between when Assyria has conquered Israel. So as we look in this psalm, certainly something has happened and something has been burned up and something has been destroyed. So we've got in verse 12, why then have you broken down its walls so that all who pass along the way pluck its fruit? The boar from the forest ravages it and all that move in the field feed on it. And then we've got uh, in verse 16, they have burned it with fire. They have cut it down. May they perish at the rebuke of your face. So as they're talking about this vine, as they're mm -hmm. talking about this vine, that God has brought out, 
It's been burned. It's been chopped down. The vineyard has been destroyed, uh-huh. and there's animals that are yeah. trampling on it. It's been eaten up by boars. Stealing bits and pieces of it. Have you had any experience with these boars here in Florida yet? No, I haven't. So I had an experience. Oh, no. I will tell you, a couple of years ago, um, my little boy was in Cub Scouts, and we were on a camp out. And uh, it, it was something because, uh, you know, he was so proud. Each of the little scouts, little Cub Scouts, were given uh, tools for the different things. And he was given this whistle. And on one end of the whistle was a compass. And so while I'm trying to put up this tent in the heat of a Florida afternoon in late August, early September, somewhere in there, Yikes. he keeps running around looking at the compass, looking at the, uh, the the temperature as well, the thermometer that is on this. It was really some kind of whistle. And he come by and he yelled, Dad, it's 100 degrees. Do you believe it's 100 degrees? I said, oh, I believe it. I believe it. I believe it, son. That night we're in the tent and I'm trying to sleep and I just can't sleep because it's miserably hot. When what should I hear on the other side of this tent? Eight tiny reindeer and a... The oh, Florida, no, that's a different story. That's a different wild story. Florida boars. Okay. And they're rooting all around the tent. And I mean, they're so close. And they're sniffing and they're big. And I know they're mean as all get out. And I start thinking to myself, what do I have in this tent to protect myself? And I realize all I have is my son's whistle. And I thought, <laughs> maybe if I just blow this whistle, it'll go away. But I didn't. I, I just waited there until the morning and, and they went on. And we got outside. And you want to talk about hogs rooting. They destroyed all of the ground, all of the campsite around. And I mean, you, you just because you said you hadn't seen it, what they will do to vines, to dirt, to mud, to anything, it's crazy. Mm. And to see this imagery of the boars have come and they have eaten and uprooted the vine is, uh, is, is just a visceral destruction of this land of Israel. And so... We're dealing with destruction. Mm-hmm. We're not. We're not just dealing with here. Here come the pigs, and oh, we'll have a little bit here and a little bit there. It's not like we're people talking pluck, about plucking the fruit, destroying uh, your lucky vine itself. Yeah, it's 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 being destroyed. Okay, except now I go back to the beginning, and they've got God still enthroned above the cherubim. Mm-hmm. Now I, I get it. That could refer to the true heavenly throne on the cherubim, like as is witnessed by Ezekiel. Mm-hmm. So, so that could refer to that. However, normally when it's talking about him being th- enthroned above the cherubim, it's a reference to the temple. It's a reference to the mercy seat above the Ark of the Covenant, which makes me believe that even though there's been the destruction of this vine, the temple is still there. And even more than that, I get to the end, and I realize there's a real emphasis on this man of the right hand. Mm-hmm. Psalm 110 and verse 1 talks about the king, you know, sit at my right hand, sit at God's right hand until he makes your enemies your footstool. And so the son of his right hand, the man at his right hand, is actually the Davidic king, mm-hmm. which, which leads me to believe that Davidic king is still in place. He has not been toppled or, or taken down. And so, again, it seems to me there is a destruction that has happened, Israel, the vine, yeah. and yet Judah, Jerusalem, the temple, and the king are all still in place, which is why I put this psalm in between Assyria conquering Israel and coming to face Jerusalem and, um, and Hezekiah. You make a good case there, uh, as well as that the vine itself is somewhat diminished from what it once had been. Mm-hmm. As the psalmist talks about, well, this vine has stretched from the Great Sea and the Mediterranean Sea all the way to the river, the Euphrates River. Mm-hmm. I mean, that that was the uh, height of the land promise 
it was known at the time of Solomon that their territory actually spread that fall far. But now, because of the Assyrian encroachment, because of subsequent generations, it's retracted quite a bit. Yes. The vine is not the glory it once had. No, certainly not. And, and uh, certainly with the Assyrian dominance and destruction, it has truly retracted. Mm-hmm. It has been destroyed. And these And again, what a picture. Can you imagine describing an army as it's toppled the northern kingdom and now it is trampling and marching and and, and tromping on its way to jerusalem yeah i mean you can see how this is this is a really visceral picture of what an army would do as it's on on the way to the capital city okay so we've got all that happening here now one of the things that i find fascinating is if i'm right about that if i'm right about that time here's what i think is interesting this this picture of the vine so we talked about the picture of the shepherd in the first stanza now here we are in this third and fourth stanzas and we've got the picture of the vine well during that time period the vine as a picture for israel is actually pretty common hosea was writing during that time of hezekiah's reign and in that uh, surrounding his reign can we use the word milieu in the milieu in uh, hosea chapter 10 verse 1 israel is a luxuriant vine that yields its fruit The more his fruit increased, the more altars he built. As his country improved, he improved his pillars. Their heart is false. Now they must bear their guilt. The Lord will break down their altars and destroy their pillars. So that's that's Hosea 10 talking about Israel as a vine and what's going to happen to that vine. And what is interesting is they saw more blessings. The vine got better. They interpreted that all wrong. Yes. And and they started practicing idolatry. Yes. Giving the glory to others. And God brings judgment upon them. Then... In Isaiah, Isaiah also was writing surrounding that time of Hezekiah during the milieu of Hezekiah's reign and the kings before him and all that was going on there. Well, here's Isaiah chapter 5. Let me sing for my beloved my love song concerning his vineyard. My beloved had a vineyard on a very fertile hill. He dug it and cleared it of stones and planted it with choice vines. He built a watchtower in the midst of it and hewed out a wine vat in it, and he looked for it to yield grapes, but it yielded wild grapes. And now, O inhabitants of Jerusalem and men of Judah, judge between me and my vineyard. What more was there to do me what I'll get it out. What more was there to do for my vineyard that I have not done in it? When I looked for it to yield grapes, why did it yield wild grapes? And now I tell you what I will do to my vineyard. I will remove its hedge, and it shall be devoured. I will break down its wall, and it shall be trampled down. I will make it a waste. It shall not be pruned or hoed, and briars and thorns shall grow up. I will also command the clouds that they rain no rain upon it. For the vineyard of the Lord of hosts is the house of Israel, and the men of Judah are his pleasant planting. And he looked for justice, but behold, bloodshed, for righteousness, but behold, an outcry. Mm. Again, this picture of Israel as the vine was a common picture in that day. So with Israel being the vine, then that makes God the the husbandman, right? The vine dresser, the yes. The vine dresser, yeah. yeah. He's the one that sets up the watchtower. He's the one that clears out the stones. And this is and so now our psalmist picks up that same kind of imagery that is common in that yeah. day and says, This is what's going on. You you brought a vine, you brought it out of Egypt. You you cleared the nations mm-hmm. out of the way, you planted it. But, but now you've, you've broken its wall down. And why? Why? Again, you know, if this is back before Hezekiah comes along, well, we know why. Isaiah has told you why. Hosea has told you why. But, but we're in a period where actually with Judah, mm-hmm. they're being restored. They're repenting. They're turning to God. They're turning to the God that they've yeah. been told is merciful. And so I get in that context why they'd be like, but, but why? Hey, we get it about 
We get it about Israel. We get yeah. it about the northern kingdom. You know what? In fact, before them, show how great you are by protecting us, by mm-hmm. saving us. Mm-hmm. And I think that's the interesting thing that Ephraim and Manasseh, uh, they wouldn't turn to the Lord. No. And so Assyria judged him. We'll, we'll show how great you are, not only before Assyria, but before Joseph. Mm-hmm. Show mm-hmm. how great you are by saving us because we have turned to you. And I think that's what we've got going on here. What a powerful picture. It is a powerful picture. We're so glad that you've joined us for Text Talk, and we invite you to send us your feedback, your comments, your questions, because we know you're reading along the Psalms with us. You can send that email to texttalk at christiansmeethere.org. Evan, why don't you close us with a word of prayer? Holy God, thank you so much for this psalm. It has been a blessing for me to read and to work through what, what's happening here. I recognize that I may be incorrect about the, the historical context. It does make a ton of sense to me. But Lord, even if I'm incorrect about that, your mercy and your grace, the recognition that your face shining upon us is what we need, all this is very beneficial to me. And I pray that your face will shine on us, that it'll shine on all of our listeners, that we will turn to you and be restored by you, that we may have life and give you praise because you are worthy. We love you, Lord God. Thank you for loving us first. Through your son, Jesus, we pray. Amen. Amen. Thanks for talking about the text with us today. I'm Edwin Crozier, and I'd like to invite you to join the Christians who meet on Livingston Avenue in Lutz, Florida, this Sunday for our Bible classes and worship. You can find out more at christiansmeethere.org. Check out our daily written devotional that goes along with today's episode. You can find a link for it in our show notes. Michael Eldridge sang all four parts of our theme song. You can get more from him at acapeldridge.com. Please remember to subscribe, rate, and review Text Talk in your favorite podcast app so others can find it and learn about it more easily. Have a fantastic day. Steady, steady, pass the word along. Onward, forward, shout aloud, Hosanna. Christ is captain of the mighty throne. Um... Was and that it? So, did, did... <laughs> and so I think, you know, there's our eternal impact for the day. <laughs> did, I, did I tell my wild boar story? <laughs> then, then I think we're good here. <laughs> How about you just say, hey, that sounds good. Let's wrap it up. <laughs> that, that's, yeah, that's not, we can do that. Okay. So you toss it to me and I said, Boy, that does sound good. (laughs) (laughs) I didn't mean that literally. I didn't mean that literally. All right, all right. Okay.